Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. We're great. We are great. We're the greatest. Hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Hardcore Henry. Hardcore Henry. Hardcore Henry. (laughs) Wait, what did you, what was that? I said Hardcore Henry. All right. Fine. (laughs) Sure. Whatever. Henry, fight back. You're capable of more than you think. It's all right. I'm here to help you. Is your speech module installed? Well, at least we know you're not deaf. Okay, well, the good news is that you're going to live a while. The bad news is there's an army standing between you and your wife. So let's go get her. So it's Thursday. Yeah. Uh, So this is a We Just Watch Classic. This is brought to you by one of our patrons. In this case, it's Left. Thank you, Lef, L-E-F. Indeed. I had seen this movie already, and in fact, had once uh, talked to the director. Uh, he, he DM'd me once. Uh, I oh, wrote about it He cracked. slid into your DMs. He slid right into my DMs. Uh, you hadn't seen this movie. Correct. I had never seen this before. This is uh, basically Shalto Copley... Uh, uh, not as the protagonist, but it's pretty much his show. Yeah, uh, it's it's Charlton Copley going through the different, the various costumes backstage at an improv theater. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, the movie is entirely from the perspective of somebody. It's you probably know it for that reason. The director had made a short film leading up into this, and then this was a feature length done from this perspective it is they basically strapped a camera onto a stuntman there's some fascinating behind the scenes of this so you can look it up I because bet, a lot yeah. of, a lot of the stunts are pretty pretty real and so they just had stuntmen do the do the stunts and just had cameras on them stunts that you wouldn't like like they dangled the camera over a van as it exploded and they dangled the stuntman over a van as it exploded and flipped in the air and stuff like that there's some really cool behind the scenes of this um what what did you think of this movie tom um i thought it was a lot of fun um it the movie it's by no means a perfect film yes um but it's a lot of fun um and i enjoyed it yeah it's it's not trying to be a perfect film i would argue it's 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 basically a video game the the plot plot wise it's it's like a it's like a a decent video game plot i would say yeah it's like a wolfenstein plot (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's bonkers i didn't know how sci-fi the plot was so that was a nice surprise it is extremely sci-fi. It is basically uh, what what I enjoy about this movie the most, I think, is that what it does throughout, it's like, okay, we have this thing. We have this gimmick, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to do everything we can with it. And I'm not just talking about the first person aspect. Like when they have sci-fi concepts uh, and then they're like, let's do everything we can with this. Yes. Let's use... so. 
what actually stands out in this film more than the first person is that um, Shalto Copley's character is a man who's been paralyzed and he has invented like robotic avatars of himself. Mm-hmm. And so the what the I I'm glad you didn't know anything going in because there's a it's a bit of a shock at first. Yeah, yeah, I was I was definitely like the first time Charlton Copley shows up, he's like kind of this badass secret agent type character, um, and then he gets killed almost immediately. Yeah, and you know he's like involved in the film, so it's like oh shit. Well, they he's, used him up the, really he's fast. He's the top billed actor in the opening credits. Right, and you're like, well, there, there he goes. Uh, well, I, and then I, he, at, th- at that point, I assumed, oh, maybe he's going to be a cyborg or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because they had already dealt with cyborgs. Mm-hmm. The plot is basically you wake up in a lab, and you're getting screwed together. You have no memory, and there's a woman helping you, and she says she's she's your wife, but you don't remember it. And she's seems really sad and madly in love, and she's like, watch out the... Uh, that the 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 brother from game of thrones is coming and then uh he shows up and like uh, the lab basically just goes overrun with a uh, with with army people and Mm -hmm. this weirdo wizard uh who can like who has the force which is never explained no he just has powers he just has powers Mm -hmm. uh it's 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 very quickly a fantasy and he, he comes in he kills all the lab people he takes your wife hostage. Oh, no, no. You and your wife get away. Mm-hmm. You realize you're on an airship. Yeah. Uh, which is a fun shock. And then you eject in a pod on the highway and you're immediately like thrust into this action scene. She gets kidnapped, your wife. And so it's you trying to get your wife back. And um, uh, Copley shows up and uh, whisks you away and starts helping you. And it's clear that you, yeah, you're a robot. Uh, you're running out of power, uh, and then you get shot in the head, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Uh, and then you're sort of on your own for a while. You know, you know, you have to find this guy and rip out his like power source. Uh, I keep saying you because it is it's us. We're the main character. Basically. Yeah, kind of, sort of. I mean, it's it's this guy Henry. Yeah, I just constantly felt like I was watching a video game cutscene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it becomes this like very crazy action like crank style action uh you know there's a guy with a flamethrower yeah you fight a tank mm-hmm. and a helicopter I, and a helicopter i forgot about that shit you're basically jason statham and crank like it's just yeah. you're running around doing crazy shit uh throughout like russia and it's not small budget or at least it doesn't appear like the locations are pretty feel pretty central I remember watching a clip from this in an abandoned hotel and thinking like, oh, okay, so it's all going to be like locations like this. Mm -hmm. But they actually, they seem to have a budget behind it. The effects look good. Yeah, the effects look good. And a lot of it's practical. Like it's for a lot. I mean, a lot of the movie's stunts is they they tied a GoPro camera to somebody who's really good at parkour. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, I'm looking at it right now, Dave. The budget of this film is two million wow yeah <laughs> so this is a raid situation i, well, think, I mean they... yeah well think about it it's just what's what's the crew of this film it's a guy with a gopro on well yes and no I if mean, you watch it, behind the scenes yeah, yeah. it's clear that there's a lot of you know stud crew and like you know this is this is they did it legit i mean mm-hmm. they even got tim roth in there they yeah, got a tim, tim roth, roth in there yeah that was a shock yeah <laughs> forgot about that the first shot or the first scene is tim roth calling you a pussy and i was like hey um it uh 
yeah it uh so you you you're going out you you're ripping out this guy's power source you're running from the cops because everything's a big fucking ordeal and then you keep running into different um shalto copies copley's sorry copley's, yeah. um and and they keep being like wildly different not just in appearance but in behavior yeah what was your favorite um my favorite was on honestly my my hands down favorite was the world war one guy He's great. Because uh, he fucking rules. Um, and then probably my second favorite was the punk rock Jimmy. The punk rock one is good. I like the hippie one. The hippie Jimmy he, is pretty good, yeah. Yeah, because he has to like interrogate a guy. And he's like talking about like... What does he talk about? Like the ego versus... The ego versus the high mind. <laughs> the high mind. Yeah. And he has like a gun and a joint. Yep. Um, and I, I just... He shoots him in the kneecaps. He's like, that's my ego talking to your ego. <laughs> yeah. They did a really good job with the way each one talked. Yeah. Like the dialogue of each one. The World War One guy, he just used all this like slang that may or may not have been real. They mm-hmm. just sa- it just sounds like British World War One uh slang. Yeah. Uh yeah, that that whole sequence was really fun of them escaping his lab. Yeah, that's a great sequence. So you 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 still don't know why there's he keeps showing up in different outfits and um you have to go to a bordello mm-hmm. uh t- we're, to have we're, him where crazed chest tattoo mutton chopped jimmy is so blasted on cocaine he can't he's, help you so yeah he's so coked out that he uh, he cannot do his job um he's just in there just out of his fucking mind yeah. Uh, that that was might have been my favorite. Now that now that he you was, mentioned yeah, it, especially when the the soldiers like raid the bordello and he starts like he goes just full Tony Montana on them. It's pretty great. Yeah, there's he just neat- has a bag of cocaine that he sticks his <laughs> yeah. face in. There's what a neat. Gonna uh, I, I was going to say there's a neat like hint um, in that scene uh, where uh, Snowblind Jimmy is like ranting about something. It does a huge bump of coke and then just collapses. Um, oh you're right and then that's when like the uh the sweater vest like clean cut jimmy appears you're right i didn't even oh that's great Mm -hmm. because when you see it in the movie you're just like oh he did too much coke (laughs) yeah (laughs) and now this other jimmy is showing up but it's because the real guy the real jimmy can only control one avatar at a time and when he switches them off they just collapse yeah which again is doing a lot of really fun things with the idea Mm -hmm. uh there's a musical number in this there movie. is yeah we're like four or five different jimmies sing uh I've, I've got you under my skin right and when they keep switching from each jimmy the other one collapses yeah and it's almost part of the dance it's uh man this is the more there's, already there's the really, more we talk about it the more i like it yeah there's really fun stuff in it yeah yeah like it's very smartly like the the collapsing with the cocaine i didn't even notice that mm-hmm uh, and that's a really smart idea because you really do. You just assume he's drugged out. So he collapses. Yeah. Cause he says something like, I can't do this and then collapses. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, and he says like, not in my condition. And then the other one comes in and does it. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And in between that are these action sequences that are, I, I would almost call them like, you, it's like POV of John Wick a lot of the time. Uh, yeah, that's kind of, there's, there's a few crazier moments, but it's, 
mostly like John Wick style stuff. Yeah. And then at the end, the, the rooftop fight with all the cyborgs is extremely the raid. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's clearly in, it's it's inspired by this stuff. Well, well okay, this came out 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's after. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. that's after. Is that after John Wick? That's after two John Wicks, I think, and both okay. raids. Yeah, so I think imagine, this may only be after the first John Wick. Okay. Imagine someone conceiving of an action movie where it's just we're going to put you into the head of one of those people. Mhm. Okay, yes, uh, uh, my, my mistake. John Wick 2 came two years after this, but it, uh, John Wick 1 already existed. Okay. Yeah, so it must have been inspired at least a little bit, or at least the stunts of the time, you know, like it, it, the the fighting and stuff. It's a lot of like, you know, as gratuitous as possible, using as many tools as possible, mm-hmm. using as much of the set as possible, uh, having a lot of fun with every every possible thing you can do you know like the the car chase the moment you're in that you're, you're in the um shit what's it called sidecar yeah he, with, yes he, yeah you get in the sidecar he takes out a, he pulls a tarp off the front and you got a minigun and it's like oh no that was that was that scene was so cool the the car it, chase it really was and then you're firing at these cars um it's very Re- much like a video game. Really sawing them in half, too. Like yeah. it was very impressive the, the, the nope. way that they made they really made you feel how powerful that gun actually is. Yes, because uh, when you shoot them in video games, it's just you know it, it it does X amount of damage and then the thing just explodes or dies or whatever. But uh, it you cut through like three different vans and just like like just obliterating the people inside of him it's crazy <laughs> yeah when, the, when this gun goes off in this movie yeah it's a it's an event yeah <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a real serious problem yeah. for the uh, the bad guys <laughs> at one point they they fire into one of the vans and then the motorcycle goes through the van yeah <laughs> yeah he, he drives both the motorcycle and the sidecar through the van it's pretty great Right. And again, all from first person perspective. Mm-hmm. And then they, they get shot at or something. And the motorcycle crashes, but he jumps off onto a van, uh, throws, or it's on armored truck, right? And well, he throws first, a first grenade he, in. First, he jumps onto the second. There, remember, there's there's two, uh, right. the, the two badass Russian women are with you at that point, And he jumps onto yeah. the back of, of one of their motorcycles first. And then he gets rammed into the armored car and climbs up oh. top. Okay, at one point he gets he flies off of one of the the vans. Oh no, he puts a grenade in the van, it flips in the air. Yeah. He flies away and lands on her motorcycle. That's, that's right. What that's what is. happened. Yeah. Cuz that was a hell of a stunt. Yes. Um, <laughs> that was I assume that was done in two pieces. You it's very they do a very good job at hiding the seams. Yeah. Um it's not all supposed to be one shot. There's cuts. Oh no, yeah, they, there's there's time-lapse cuts too. Like they don't they don't right. try to make that offer, which I think was smart. Yes, for sure, because they're just telling a story as well. Yeah, but they do. When you're in a scene, you cu- it can't cut. Um, yeah. which isn't to say they don't. They do cut, but they hide the cuts very well. They're very well within masked, it. Yeah, there's a a few moments where I was like, oh, I bet that's a cut. Um, you know, whipping his head kind of yeah, fast. That's, but- the, that's an old trick. Anytime you turn, yeah, it's the like, whip yep. pen. Yeah. Uh, but it's still it's very well done. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that whole goddamn chase scene is unbelievable because yeah. a lot of stunts were done. I think a lot, some of it was CG well, too, the, the, but the it's thing, well done CG as well. Yeah. The thing is, is even, even the CG stuff, like you said, you, you 
the when he gets thrown off of the van onto the other truck that was done in two parts most likely the first yeah. part of that is like like at least a solid portion of every stunt even the cg ones has to be done in camera and then you yeah. add the effect in later but you still have to throw a guy through the air yeah i again uh through the air while a van flipped in front of him you can <laughs> yeah. um you can look up behind the scenes um of them shooting this uh this goddamn movie and it's out of control and just the parkour shit when they're running atop the bridge on the on the small little beams yeah. atop the bridge i was like man someone's gonna get hurt yeah i think i think what they did is they had wires on them up top right because again this is a movie yeah i don't know oh, where you god where, damn it i don't know where you'd put them though in some of those shots like where, okay, where would the wires be too I'm looking at a picture for behind the scenes and it is two men running on a bridge. Yep. It couldn't be any it couldn't be anything else. <laughs> There's nothing else. Cuz they're on oh, they're on shit. they're on top That's of the support. So dangerous. Yes, but like when you're watching the movie you're like like at least I was uh I was like very conscious of that because they're on top of the the beam supports on the top of the bridge. You can't wire like where would the wires be? Right. Uh, I thought uh, I thought they just digitally got rid of they had them uh, wires so that if they fell right like they a would safety be hanging. line you mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you it, can't do it because they're running top speed. <laughs> yeah, you're right. For a, for a for a good distance, so it's like you can't have a, a cable in that situation. Yeah. All right, looking at it there's definitely wire stuff here, but it's mostly oh, sure. to fling to fling people. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I assume And like when he falls on the car. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these, I hope, this is out of control. I hope when he's free climbing the building, he had a safety harness. But again, he must have the way it shot. You're like, oh I can't God. see it. I can't see it. So the vet, <laughs> I'm just going to describe things I'm watching now. You know, you know, when they do like a Mad Max style where there's a single bar ramp. So when a car goes over it, it does. It starts corkscrewing. Yeah, it, yeah, it spirals. Yeah. Basically, they did two trucks. The, or the van in front of a truck. Uh, the truck has the, uh, a rig, of uh, basically a crane with the stuntman on it. Mm-hmm. And he's being hung on top of the van. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's being hung like right in back of the van as the van goes up one of those ramps. Christ. It's, it's, they're just dangling <laughs> him like a puppet in front of the van. It's, guys, it's like Mad, it's like watching behind the scenes of Mad Max Fury Road. Like, that's the style of stunts in this movie, and we don't praise it nearly enough for this shit as we do Mad Max. Like, I feel it, like it's because of the first person nature of the film. It, it makes everything just by just by the nature of what it is it immediately makes it all seem much smaller scale because you're just experiencing it through a single person's point of view absolutely yeah because you're not realizing like what is actually being done and you're probably assuming okay i'm looking at the fucking bridge yeah then the fucking parkour they're just oh my god those dumb fucks of course of (laughs) course they're just running across (laughs) just running across a bridge i assume let's see I, I, there must be like something below them that got digitally edited out. I can't see that because I do see some rigging under them. Yeah, uh, let's but, let's hope there's let's hope there's a goddamn uh, mattress down there. Uh, again, it's or a an movie. Airbag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a movie, and so like movies, it's very frowned upon to kill somebody when you're making a movie. You know? Yes. Uh, we don't we don't like that. In general, God, that's sh- a bad thing. Yeah, there's shots of him also crawling away from the tank, just sort of driving at him. Yep. Which is less of a stunt, but it's still impressive. Him hanging onto a helicopter, that's here too. 
Oh my god. Yeah, this is a stunt movie more than anything else. This is it's almost a stunt demo reel, to yes. be honest. It's basically that the the short that he made. And the short, did you ever watch the short, Tom? No. It's a cool idea. It's like a gunfight, uh like crime thing. Uh, oh, after a MacGuffin, and the MacGuffin teleports you to random locations on the world. Oh, that's so they, cool. Yeah, so the action is kind of around it, and people grabbing it, and getting teleported in weird places, and trying to get back. Uh, it's this director is visually so creative with a spe- with specifically this idea. Like he he had this in his head, and he's like, "I'm going to do fucking everything I can with it." Um, yeah, no, it's legit impressive and then they have the cool sci-fi beats it was like it was like he knew that like i might not get the chance to do another one of these so i'm gonna put every idea i've got into this one oh yeah for sure uh and it is still a movie uh that's important like it again it's a very it's a paper thin plot but i think they knew that um what we didn't reveal i guess about the movie is that at the end it turns out he's a a uh, a super soldier and that woman wasn't his wife but in fact like almost the main bad guy really she uh, is yeah because she's the one that developed the technology too right yeah yeah and she is like basically you'll do whatever the hell she tells you to mm-hmm. uh because you think you're in love with her and they're making a whole army like this and yeah Really You're the, just another test right subject. the entire film was a test they were yeah. they were like well we can't get the soldiers to to follow orders so this is like her big way of testing this this motivator it's essentially it's bloodshot essentially i was about to say isn't yeah. there a movie like that yeah bloodshot, bloodshot. it's bloodshot um, bloodshot memento it's the same thing where they're, they're using an unreliable memory because yeah. you don't remember anything yourself right which is why this is a okay this is i didn't even think of this until right now artistically speaking it makes sense to be from the first person perspective mm-hmm. because it's all about what this person experiences and sees mm-hmm. and they don't really like f- you never look in a mirror for example until the very end until the you see your very reflection. end you see your reflection yeah and it, that means something right like you're That's driven it, by these other people. These other people are everything that drives you, telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. And then for the first time, you see yourself. It's very much. It's a similar idea that the first Bioshock centered on, where it's like taking advantage of what the medium is uh, and using that as a story point. Where it's like, well, you're not really in control of what you're doing. You're just doing what we're allowing you to do. Right. Um, and it's to somebody else's purpose. Um, and yeah, he's, he sees his reflection in the moment when he gets his first real memory back uh, and then gets back up to, to kill psychic dude and evil fake wife lady. Yeah. And we should probably mention how he kills him. Uh, mm-hmm. He pull, His own eye. Does he pull out his own eye? I don't think so. He, he His own eye is removed. He, somebody pulls his eye out. Yeah, uh, it, he, it might it might be telekinetic eye. It might have been him, but he wraps it around his mouth and cuts his head in half. Yeah, he wraps his ocular cord around the guy's head and cuts it in half. Which I, honestly, I don't think is possible. Uh, well, it's but, it's, you know, all, it's, all, it's, it's all robotic. Uh, yeah, that's like, true. It's oh, you're right. It's, it's like he's a cord. It's essentially like a metal cable, and he's got robot cyborg strength. So that's fair. I'll accept it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I want to tell you real quick, this director, whose name I am not even going to try to pronounce. Uh, I'm sorry, everyone. It's He's Russian, I believe. Yeah, uh, Ilya is his, is his first name, Ilya. and that is an extremely Russian name. Yeah. Nyeshuler? Um, Nyeshuler? Nyeshuler. I don't know. Um, his next film is called Nobody. Mm-hmm. 2021. It's a February release. It stars Connie Nielsen, uh, Bob Odenkirk, and Christopher Lloyd. Okay. Uh, and here's here's the thing that I really want to point out. It's from the writer of all three John Wicks. Okay. Yeah. So that's... Uh, I don't know if it's going to be first person. All I know is that they clearly, I'm just, I'm glad he was noticed. <laughs> I'm glad someone <laughs> saw this one was like, okay, we need to give this guy more action films. Cause it's, it, I would say John Wick is a very good, good um, comparison to this. Um, as as a, it's like a, it's like a John Wick crank mix because it's got that. It's like, like you said, it's clearly like a demo reel for action, which I would argue John Wick kind of is too. Mm-hmm. All it is is how do we get from one action scene to the next? Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's a little weirder than John Wick. Uh, yes, very much so. Very much using so. your ocular cord to uh, rip a guy, and then of course he climbs up in the helicopter, and his not wife is tries to shoot him, accidentally gets shot herself, uh, and falls off the helicopter and is hanging from the door. Mm-hmm. And what does she say? She says, like, listen to your heart, Henry. Yeah, listen to your heart, Henry, yeah. And he just shuts the door and you hear scream and fall. Yep. And then the credits, um, which is a real, it's a fun, dumb Yeah, he gives, it, it gives her the real Eric Bogosian in the end of Under Siege 2. Yeah. Just shuts the door on her fingers and she falls. Yeah, and then it's just like, movie over. Yep. Um, I guess I, I do have one critique, uh, and this isn't really the movie's fault. It's the use of Queen Don't Stop Me Now. Yes, yeah, it is overused as hell. Yeah, was it overused in 2015? Um, it had already been done in Shaun of the Dead. It's a terrific song, and yeah. I am in the process of trying to find a Beat Saber level for it, but mm-hmm. it uh, it's sort of like, I get it. It's a good song. I, again, I, it's a great song, but like at this point, it felt like this was the last movie to use it. Um, it is during a scene where he pulverizes many people. Yes. So there's that. Mm-hmm. That last scene is. It is pretty. Oof. It is something else. <laughs> like you said, the raid. Like there's stuff where it's it's the I I I'm gonna give the credits a lot of I guess credit for this is it begins with opening credits of just violence and slow motion. Yes. And I thought that was a really good way of telling people look. If if this isn't for you, shut it right off right now. Yeah, this it's right up front. Here are all the cards on the table. Yeah, this is going to be uh, a glorifying, senseless violence. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, it's it's the raid stuff where like he slams someone's head against the concrete wall and then drags his head down. Yeah, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck you, you know. He grab well, he uh, grabs the psychic dude's hand by like he, he, he land he, of the dead's him yeah he rips his hand in half like down the yeah middle. like a wishbone yeah guys i saw that first in land of the dead and it never left my head it is an unforgettable image when it's presented in land of the dead yeah. and he and he does it in this and he it's sure like, does oh fuck that it's oh god they they go for they go for that level where it's like it's it's like the kind of uh, I don't know if it's 
I don't know if it's on the level of like old boy because the idea of old boy was sort of like yeah revenge and then by the end you're like man I hate revenge <laughs> yeah I'm really man I can really feel this weight in my soul <laughs> yeah I really uh I could have less revenge right now <laughs> really I could throttle back on the revenge somewhat because yeah. this really uh this think, uh this went bad I think I overdid it with revenge you guys <laughs> And this scene is kind of that, where I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Uh, it's it's Doom-style uh, violence, but with, you know, realistic gore, I guess. To some extent, Not even yeah. realistic, yeah. yeah. There's there's some great... There's just so, so many great moments in this movie. Oh, for sure. It's... um, I mean, again, all the part where they're doing... The fucking... It, it, it's such a video game level, where he goes to... um. Uh, Copley's like lair and then accidentally leads them the bad guys there mm-hmm. and the idea is because Copley's like real body is paralyzed because he was paralyzed in the testing because he worked for um, what the bad guy uh, whatever his name was uh, he and he he's he's making all these clones of himself and they have to get him out safely so they have an elevator in like this abandoned uh, building so the idea is they have him in his wheelchair going down the elevator slowly while him and his while henry and the avatars are fighting guys while going down Mm -hmm. and the game is like they can't get too far away from the elevator right because they have to protect him yeah and it's a real fun sequence yeah everything with (laughs) world war one jimmy they call him the colonel is great Cause there's this fucking, um, it's the, remember the Monty Python banter sketch? Uh, I think so. The sketch is basically, oh God, I got to watch that sketch again. It's basically World War One bunker and all these guys come in with this old timey banter and none of them can understand each other. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea is like they just they're using so many weird slang that nobody's on the same page it's kind of an amazing sketch uh and it's that kind of banter mm-hmm. uh wh- where he just sounds ridiculous because the uh, because again in his character because he says like i had time to explore new identities for myself and really live Mm-hmm. So the idea is all his other avatars, he's basically playing them like video game characters. Yeah. He's really, so, he's really role-playing. He's role-playing, yeah. So, like, it's not supposed to be historically accurate banter. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be just what this guy would say. And it's like he's role-playing a, a, like an old Call of Duty game. Mm-hmm. And so it's that, but like very modern weapons and violence. Yes, and then all the all the goddamn um, weapons he gives names like Big Big Ben, Big ben sh- Imogene, like Shirley or something. That's one of my favorite moments of this movie that they kind of skip over, which is that when they get out of there, they have to take a road trip together, mm-hmm. and they like stop briefly to blow up some guys. <laughs> they sure do, <laughs> but they're they're mostly like just driving together. Yes, and one of them can't talk, and the other one talks like like an old-timey world war one soldier yes and that's gonna be a real weird i would i would watch an entire movie of just that yeah also they fight they fight like their avatars fucking um the punk rock version <laughs> yeah, it has a machete is, and a sawed off shotgun <laughs> he's fucking <laughs> delightful his leather jacket with straight to hell which i assume is a clash reference on the back and like just flipping through the air and yep. like there's a lot of 
kamikaze moments where like with the sniper one yeah where he's like he just un- he just uh pops some grenades and jumps off the building down onto yeah. the bad guys and explodes <laughs> because they're all disposable yeah um and i guess again i guess that all plays into the themes that it's it's like a video game is the idea um and to the point that the narrative is fake that he's just he's just being led from one thing to another yeah uh, it works it all works yeah so like this character basically has multiple lives is the idea as he dies he shows back up mm-hmm. um but yeah they, it, and it, it, all together it makes a very surreal experience because they i would also argue everything is more or less explained like logically as much as you need it to be yeah yeah and the result is a very surreal mix because it's like him role-playing all these weird characters, but they're acting that way too, mm-hmm. but they all look like the same guy. Uh, and then like weird violence all from someone's point of view. It's, um, it's very unique. Tom, did this, um, movie make you sick by the way? No, actually. I watched it on a projector and it took up a lot of my wall and I got a little queasy. <laughs> I think that's a warning about this film. Yeah, I think as long as... I don't know. Um, I remember that being in reviews uh, when the film came out. That oh, it was yeah? like, yeah, you might get motion sick with this. So I think the size of the screen might have an issue or might might create an issue. I have a fairly big television, but it's not, a, it's not projected on the wall. So maybe that had something to do with it. I think it's definitely screen size because when I see a movie in IMAX, something I guess we'll never do again. Mm-hmm. But when I, when I did... I, if a shot was a little too complicated, it might make me a slightly queasy. I'd get a little motion sick, mm-hmm. which is a weird thing to know about myself. Because um, what is that? I get seasick, but I love roller coasters and VR. Does that? Does any of that scan? The the roller Tom coaster expert expert on this. Yeah, no, I I think the roller coaster makes more sense. But what that roller coasters don't make me sick, but yes, like big screens do. Yeah, but then VR doesn't. I don't know, man. Well, let's get to the point. Because oh, you're also in, you're also in control of the motion. Oh yeah, you're right. You got it, Tom. You got it. Mm-hmm. Except roller coasters, you aren't. But right, that's right, not but a visual can, thing. But you're actually moving. You're actually moving, and you can see the track and everything. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I think that has something to do with it. Yeah. Um, I I only say it because I do think if people are more affected, yeah, um, you're might- they should take some Dramamine or something. Parti- I don't know. Particularly before the end fight. Yeah, you do get used to it. I got used to it by you, yeah, you halfway do, through. You do, but that end fight on the rooftop is crazy and it moves very fast. So yeah, yeah be aware of that. Yeah, because I think the I'm assuming his next film isn't going to be shot like this. I hope it will be, to be honest, mm-hmm. because I want to see more of these. But this isn't like searching and unfriended where it's like oh we got to do a million films like this this format i don't i think people some people just won't be able to physically handle it yeah that's true and that's that's a problem yeah it's like some people can't play first person video games right so like yeah if you're one of those people but you love watching like just just grotesque violence then i'm sorry the bus scene Sorry, the flamethrower bus scene became a, a gif online. Oh, it did? Yeah, because it looks so fucking chaotic. Cause it, <laughs> it really does. It's just them on a bus, and uh, Copley is like a, a homeless man 
in in disguise, and then he sees a guy outside and starts yelling at him yeah. out the window because I think he's drunk. And the guy has an all silver outfit, and he just f- takes a flamethrower to the side of the bus, and the bus just goes up, and they do a fuckload of fire stunts there. Mm-hmm. It really is like he knew a stunt team, and he was like, "What can you do?" And they're like, "Well, we can do this. We can do this." This, this, and this. And they're like, all right, let's do all of them. Yeah, it's pretty... Man, this movie's so nuts. Um, he crushes a guy's testicles in his hands. Yeah, and blood. There's blood and involved. Ex- blood explodes, yeah. Right, um, there's cops. Cops are not treated well in this, but they're all well, they're um, dirty. Yeah, they're, they're all, all crooked. Yeah, they're crooked, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple of... there there There's, there's a couple of... Uh, um, borderline homophobic jokes but they're more they're more at jimmy's expense yes um and it's yeah he's like really insecure about the fact that he does musical numbers yeah and then the reason he's yelling out the window at the guy is like he says that jacket looks really and then he you know uses a, a homophobic slur um so there's a little bit of that then if i'm just right now i'm just like this i'm just adding like okay here are the the issues that i have with the movie and of course yeah the movie's not well not of course but the movie's also doesn't treat women very well um no they have some badass women like some stunt women involved mm -hmm. but not nearly enough right um, yeah they show up very very briefly um i would put it on par with maybe now it's a little worse than john wick because they go to the bordello and the women are all super horny and naked yeah yeah uh so a lot of them are just sort of props they don't kill any of them which i was thankful for because that's like that's such a hollywood stereotype yeah the two badass women get killed oh yeah i mean sex workers getting killed oh yeah yeah is one of those things where like i think we've gotten better at it but there was an era where it was just like a dead sex worker was a punchline yes uh and it was like oh jesus that was a it was a trailer joke and dirty work yeah exactly um um yeah so actually now that i'm thinking about it it's not terrible with no i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's and when you say homophobic slur it's not like a uh, an extremely bad one um and again it's it's, more it's more at his expense but still if i'm if i'm pointing things out that's like well this movie maybe didn't do this so great that's well they do it for laughs is the thing and it's it's not yeah it's it's i would i would say it's the humor is juvenile it is at times yes uh, and it, it didn't i never laughed at the jokes in this movie i laughed at the action which in a way is a joke too where they're like this is going to be as crazy as possible oh i laughed at a couple of the jokes but it, mo- most of the jokes were just oh just him coked out and stuff That's yeah true. i was gonna say the jokes that i laughed at were just 100 percent came from jimmy's various performances just because yeah. they were funny <laughs> he uh they knew what they were doing when casting him because they were like, look, our main character doesn't speak yeah. and you never see him. We need someone across from him who you can't take your eyes off of. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shalto Copley is like out of his mind. He's in this. He's he is above and beyond. He's, he's doing he's so much work. This. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he I don't I don't even know, like, if he was paid enough to do it. I don't know, because he says two million yeah, they probably deserves, could, they couldn't have given him much. I don't know. He deserves all of that money. Yeah. A million of it went to Tim Roth, who <laughs> they like, who's, they shot 
one a single shot of him in an alleyway. Mm-hmm. He's probably he, like a friend or uh, of one of the producers or something. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I'm glad he was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he plays hardcore henry's dad is he is that him in the reflection too is the idea he looks like his dad i don't think so i think the guy in the reflection was one of the one of the various people they had playing henry throughout the movie okay yeah i couldn't it's distorted so you can't tell yeah that's yeah Um, you just basically get a kind of an it's not a clear picture of what henry looks like but you get kind of an idea of what he looks like because yeah. he's, he's also all beat to shit too so right and they're like they he rips himself open at one point they're mm-hmm. like doing stuff to his face mm-hmm. so he's probably he's probably a monster yeah he's he's gonna, right? he's gonna be good and fucked up yeah that would have actually been a cool reveal is that if you saw his reflection more clearly and he looked like frankenstein like he looked horrifying mm-hmm. and he didn't <laughs> yeah. realize it the whole time like he, <laughs> he just looks like dark man yeah 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 like it's it's very clear that he's like yeah he's fucking um uh deadpool but not the good deadpool yeah way worse deadpool yeah <laughs> like just i his, mean the his X- face yeah, is X-Men a horror Origins show deadpool sure yeah with his yeah. little with his little mouth sewn shut <laughs> um yeah no that's because yeah. that is the idea is you're an abomination basically essentially and, and yeah and you um, don't know it the whole time well you know you're mostly robot that's true um yeah no it's uh, this movie is a whole lot of fun um yeah. i only had those two very minor knocks against it and they're not even they're really not even that bad they were just things that stuck out there's like oh well that's not great but it yeah could it, be it could a be way worse feel to it <laughs> yeah there's a true. dated feel to it um yeah. again with don't stop me now where it, it feels very um you know it's 2015 we're on top of the world mm-hmm. doing whatever the fuck we want we didn't give a shit Mm-hmm. you know 2015 <laughs> well, well, well what do we care yeah. yeah let's jump just jump out of a blimp let's do it yeah 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 that was like 20 years ago mm-hmm. yeah that was like 300 years ago mm-hmm. yeah but um, nobody was alive back then nobody was alive it was just this movie and dinosaurs mm-hmm. uh yeah i don't know if you like the john wicks if you like the cranks if you like um i guess those two like Pretty good much. action good yeah, stunts yeah. Yeah, uh, you should. You would like this movie. It doesn't do the thing we've talked about with other films, like Shoot 'Em Up, where it's like, oh, this Ugh. is trying to be that, but yeah. this is that because yes. the action absolutely lives up mm-hmm. to what it needs to be. Yeah, yeah, really good action film. Yeah, and it's just like, and the the little stuff that they do to explore the sci-fi element is a lot of fun. Just the yeah. Charlotte Copley's entire performance is great. <laughs> He's so good. All the different so avatars is so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, that's, I don't have anything else to say about it other than that. I, this is a movie I yeah, had, I had been out. meaning to watch this movie for a long time. Um, so I'm glad I finally did. Yeah. It's my favorite type of, we just watched episode when it's a movie that I just haven't gotten around to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I guess I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. And when, when this came up on the list, I was like, Oh <laughs> yeah. I've been meaning so, to watch this. Yeah. Uh, good job, Lef. Yeah, thanks, Lef. Thank you very much for giving us Hardcore Henry. I mean, mm-hmm. that's fucking great. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. We had a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was through our Patreon. Uh, it's, it's a tier of our Patreon. And if you're interested, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman 
and Fox Mulder is a maniac. Mm. Uh, it's 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 great stuff. You know, it's it's terrific. It really is. We also have a terrific mm. store, tpublic.com slash store slash Gameplay Unemployed, where we got T-shirts, stickers, masks, posters, mugs, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Check that uh, out or don't. Yeah. I don't know. Tom, we should do a podcast po- from the point of view of someone's mouth. Yes. I don't know how to do that. I don't know, like but we're gonna we're gonna crack that nut, and it, it's and we're gonna be pioneers when we do. Mm-hmm. Same as it would be same as any podcast, but with like wet mouth sounds, mm-hmm. like just like moistness, we're, like just inner cheek noises for like forty five minutes. Yeah, so you really feel like mm-hmm. you're inside. It's someone's like, wow, mouth. this is the experience of being the interior of a mouth. Yeah, get get in our mouths. Mm-hmm. That's what it'll be called. That's what it'll be called. There you go. There's the title. Mm-hmm. We'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. Get it's, back it, to us in a week. It's already in production. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Green lit. Yes. <laughs>